0: You're listening to a CNA Podcast. Do you know how much your partner earns? Yes. Yes. Home loans, equal split or based on income level? Based on
1: income based level. Based on income level. <laughs> hey, Don't
0: look, look at, at each answer. other. you got to answer faster, Hans. <laughs> Hans got to be faster. Okay. A branded bag, or, you know, a luxury item, a watch, after a bonus. Do you tell your partner after the purchase? Before before, the purchase. yeah. Even when you're considering it. My money is your money. Agree or disagree? Agree. Agree. Oh, <laughs> very, very aligned. <laughs> Welcome to Money Talks. I'm Elizabeth Neo, and this is my limited series, Am I Adulting Right?, where like you, I'm figuring out some of life's money issues. Last week, I looked at how Millennials can achieve financial success. You can find that episode on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Just search for Money Talks. This episode, I'm looking at how to manage finances with your partner. Now, every couple has their own way of saving for their future. But in that moment when we're so in love and looking forward to starting a family, talking about dollars and cents is honestly not the sexiest topic to dive into. In this episode, I want to try and get some tips on how to better manage money as a couple. Joining me are Hans and Shu Go, a husband and wife team behind Home Smart Singapore. They've been married for 10 years and they have three kids who are all under nine years old. Well, straight off the bat, I'm going to ask you a prickly question. Do you know how much money is in your spouse's account?
1: While she was using her um, app that day, I saw she had uh, quite a bit of money <laughs> in her account.
0: Okay, so you know.
1: In, I saw it for that account. I, don't well, know I,
2: she... I think we don't really ask each other or keep track <clears throat> of each other's account, but we roughly have an idea. And mm-hmm. I guess with us, whenever you know we feel like knowing, we just ask the mm-hmm. other person straight up like, oh, you know, how's, how's your account balance? Is it Doing. growing? Yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> is it something that you find is important in a relationship, like knowing how much is in your partner's bank account?
2: I don't
1: think it's important to know how much it is. I think it's important that you don't feel any reservation showing your partner or you know that if you ask your partner, they don't have anything to hide. I think that's the important bit. One thing about her is that she never remembers any of this anyway. So I feel very comfortable (laughs) sharing all these things with her.
0: Okay, so that is a good thing. Okay,
2: shoo. So I I don't really keep track. It's more of like just having a feel, let's say, you know, especially if we just spend a lot of money on a holiday. Then I just want to know like how we stand as a couple. So we don't have a joint account. Mm -hmm. That's the thing. We only have our own personal accounts. So I think it's important that we are both willing to share
0: and be honest about how much money we have since we don't have a joint account. Mm, Actually, that's something that I want to talk about. Having a joint account. Yes or no? Is it something that couples should do? Personally, I don't do that. I have my own and and we trust each other to be able to manage our own finances responsibly because we're adults, right? My parents have a joint account.
2: Mm. My brother has a joint account with his wife too, but surprisingly for us, we don't. I guess it boils down to what's the point of having a joint account? You know, if it's to share expenses, Okay, but you know, even when it comes to sharing expenses, if you know how much it is, it's just about us putting in the money from each of our own account. We don't really need a joint account to do that. Mm. And if we already kind of have a understanding, like this expenses, who should pay for it and who should pay for the other expenses and have no doubt that if we do need a bit of help on that, we can always like tell the other person. So then I feel that there's no need for a joint account.
0: Mm. Yeah, Was that something you guys talked about Early on in the relationship? We spoke
2: about whether should we open a joint account But I guess we're both not that keen on that idea Or that excited mm-hmm. about having a joint account together mm-hmm. So that conversation just kind of died And
0: we didn't reopen
2: that conversation again
0: Okay, how about yeah. opening that conversation On the topic of finances itself And managing your finances How did you bring up that topic? He's kind of an introvert I'm more of a
2: outgoing person. So I'll just straight up ask him, oh, what about expenses? You know, household expenses. Are you going to be, is it going to be like a traditional kind of Chinese management where the husband takes care of the family, takes care of the expenses? So I think we talked about it before and I think even before we talk about it, just observing how he's brought up, how his family is like and how my family is, I kind of feel like we have similar thoughts on mm. it.
1: I kind of let... Things just fall into place naturally when things are required. I, I step up.
0: Mm.
2: So oh, I remember our one of our first dates. Like we went out for lunch. We were not together yet. We were just going out have a meal and like he offered to pay and I offered to go Dutch. Right? Did I? Yeah. I think I did. <laughs> so okay. <laughs> So, I don't know Whether he realized But most of the times Like when we go out Like if it's nothing if it's just like, a casual date Or just a meal You know I'll Offer to just split it If it's like a Special occasion That if
0: he pays Then I'll just Keep quiet And accept <laughs> <laughs> so, Okay well If it's a birthday I think that's valid right Like yeah. a birthday treat Yeah like, Yeah, yeah. So,
2: but usually, like, you know, if it's nothing, I mean, it's just a normal hangout together, then we'll just split. Of course, it changed after we got married. So, he how, kinda how stepped did it up. change?
0: <laughs> I'm curious.
1: I think before we got married, we were very young and we were living in Shanghai, a very happening place, right? Mm-hmm. So, and we were we were both working in Shanghai and we have uh, disposable cash. Uh, we have no, no kids, so we were spending a lot of time out having meals with friends, going out to to the clubs.
2: We split mm-hmm. most of the time. Like if we're hanging out with friends and we go for an expensive meal, if it's just the two of us, sometimes we take turns to treat each other. Mm. I mean... He earns money But I'm also earning too You know (laughs) And I guess Having that money And having that Spending power Is important to me as well Mm. So being able to Actually spend it And also like Show my love In Mm. certain ways Mm. Like be of pampering Bring her out out For a nice meal For that nice steak That he likes Yeah so that is important to me. And that's so how I show my these love. These are too. like
0: some nice little treats or special occasions that you guys go out for and pay for. But what are some of the biggest expenditures you've encountered as a couple? Housing?
1: Probably, yeah, the house and uh, renovation. So we were lucky that we got a HDB quite early on. While we were still in Shanghai, we came back, we applied. So we got a, a nice unit. And she... Wiped out her (laughs) CPF.
2: (laughs) I was previously working as a flight attendant. So Mm. for a flight attendant, you actually get a lot more allowance. Mm. Basic salary is not that much. So my CPF wasn't that much. But yeah, it pretty much wiped out my CPF when we came back to apply for that. And because he was working overseas, he didn't have that much CPF. So that was one of the biggest expenditure. And we're still paying for it. Mm. But I feel it was a great decision Mm -hmm. I think getting a HDB was worth it we enjoy living in a HDB yeah but I guess the thing about us is because we were living overseas so we actually kind of experienced living in a condominium with like facilities with tennis court Mm -hmm. with like swimming pool and it's great, but it's not a must-have. And there's so many like sports hub, mm. so many facilities that you can actually just book and it's so much cheaper. Mm. So you can actually make use of that. You don't really need that in your own house.
0: So you guys yeah. seem really aligned on even in your preference for the type of housing and when to start the conversation on finances. Do you have any things that were particularly hard to talk about when it comes to finances? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so for our listeners, there's a bit of like, they're making eyes a bit, so (laughs) we're trying to figure who's going to tell the story here.
1: Mm -hmm. She has a habit of buying a lot of stationery for the kids. (laughs) Okay. You know it's small
0: amounts, right? Color
1: pencils and markers. The whole house is Okay, side note,
0: that thrilled me as a kid. Especially erasers with scent. But, you know, that's another <laughs> thing. So I understand. <laughs> and then, Hans.
1: Yeah, so it's not a big deal financially. But she goes crazy at popular. She goes to popular, and then she is like a loose animal. And then she, I would say, why are you buying three sets of a uh, colored pencils?
2: We have three kids. No, but you see, there's <laughs> one that is erasable. There's one that mixes with water to give you a watercolor effect, <laughs> and then you know, there's one for just you no know, use daily usage for coloring or like those with a bigger grip, like a bigger thicker pencil, so that you know for, for small kids, hands, for hands, yeah. yeah, you know.
1: I think it's not so much a financial problem it's more of a clutter problem, <laughs> problem. yeah so I do to speak to her a few times about that I said can we tone down on the stationery please yeah and then she would say like okay okay but then when she goes to popular again she's carrying on
0: no, I, I,
2: I do I do okay I'll think yeah. again you know before I buy that that fourth set of <laughs> color but I guess that's how we work if there's something that he is not comfortable mm. with He'll voice it out to me It's just a small example I guess Like stationary But It's gonna be the same If let's say we travel And Mm -hmm. then he says like Oh you know Like usually I'm the one I'm the one who will ask him "Are, Are you sure like You know we have That money For this Upcoming trip are we really going to stay in this hotel? Because a night is like 200 plus and we have three kids. They don't allow you to squeeze in one room and you get two or we have to get an Airbnb that's a lot more expensive. So I guess we'll just bring it up straight up. Like, you know, are you sure? Like,
0: is this something that we really need? And that's when we justify mm. our actions. Among your peers, do most people find it hard to discuss finances with their partners?
2: I find for my friends, no. Mm. I don't know whether it's our generation or... But my, my friends have no issues like bringing up talking about finances with their spouses. They know how much their spouses earn. My brother knows how much my sister-in-law earns. My mom asks me all the time how much we earn just to have an idea and make sure that you know we are spending within our means so I don't think it's an issue.) <laughs> Hello, my name is Steve Lai.
0: And I'm Teresa Tang. And we are the hosts of CNA Correspondent.
2: A podcast that takes you to the heart of the work our correspondents do across the globe.
0: From China's COVID response to the childcare centre massacre in Thailand.
2: And from the fall of Najib Razak to the rise of Anwar Ibrahim as Malaysia's Prime Minister.
0: We speak to the people at the reporting front lines.
2: So if you want to know how the biggest global stories unfold, make sure you follow or subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts.
0: Okay, about compatibility in a relationship, it's not just about whether your personalities are or if you're aligned on values and beliefs, but financial compatibility is just as important. And uh, What is financial compatibility? That is your spending habits, your debt, savings, goals, financial priorities, attitudes towards money. These things need to be talked about because they affect your future together and can cause friction in the relationship if you are far apart on these issues. So getting some advice from you, Hans and Shu, what are some of the must-haves when you are planning financial goals as a couple?
1: Generally, she leaves the planning to me. So I do investments, I have insurance, not just for myself, for the kids as well. So I'm taking care of these aspects, planning for the retirement, even things like topping up of your CPF. These are things that she doesn't really follow up on.
2: (laughs) Am I included in the retirement plans or is it just for yourself?
1: (laughs) I, I I have to plan for the whole family actually.
0: But Shu is aware that you are planning for the whole family and is this a must-have that the two of you as a couple view in your future together? I guess it started with knowing
2: what is our strength. I'm not that good with handling finances, like stock exchange, bonds and all that. I think he's better at that. So I guess it's natural that going forward, he steps up and do that. I do have my own insurance plans. So I make sure that I'm taking care of myself Like, in terms of insurance and anything else to do with the kids. I mean, we talk about it. So, I think for a couple, insurance is a Mm must-have. Because Mm -hmm. the last thing you want to do is to become a liability Mm -hmm. to your loved ones. Retirement plans, we haven't really talked about it. But, I mean, we've always spoken about, like, say, you know where we are all we want to do this we want to do that so that's kind of like us aligning and discussing about what is our angle and having the understanding that that is what we're going to work towards even though we don't really talk about it in
0: detail what are some examples of financial habits or or things that you and your partner should be aligned on
2: for
1: us, I know that certain things have to be done, for example, planning for retirement. And I know this is something that we have to plan for. And I know that maybe her strengths can be better used in other areas and her time can be used in other places. And so I go ahead and do it and that she has that trust in me that I'm making this right decision. So I think this kind of unspoken Mm. cooperation here where she trusts me to make these decisions, I think this is important.
0: What about things like your stance on credit card debts Mm. or how to approach loans? I have a relative who's deep in debt. So
2: from young, I know that it's best to spend within your means. I don't have a lot of credit cards. In fact, I only have a subcut. From (laughs) Hans I always view it as Kind of like A good alternative To having a joint account You know Where he already knows Like what are the Big spending uh, Mm. items And of course Because with my subcut I know what exactly I'm spending And we're, we're pretty much Aligned in this aspect Like no debt Mm. And spend within your means. Mm. That's most important.
1: It's hard to to answer for all the couples. Mm-hmm. I can say for for us, there are, there are certain things that we we agree on that we are aligned on, such as we we don't go into debt, we don't take credit card debt. We try to spend within our means, like she said. Generally, we are pretty thrifty people. We don't really spend much money, and there's a lot of communication. Sometimes I want to buy. I think just two months ago, I wanted to buy the Airpods. It's $200 I was considering for a long time. And I was asking her, should I make this purchase? And she's giving me her opinion. Just just buy it.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I think there must be a kind of balance. You know, you want to save, you want to plan for the future. But at the same time, you are not missing out on enjoying life right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So with the understanding that we're going to be making plans and making decisions Based on the mm. understanding that it's, it's for the best of the family. Mm. Yeah.
0: Okay. Uh, well, for every couple, you know, there are surely some red flags or deal breakers when it comes to financial issues. What are yours? Gambling. Yeah. Okay. So my okay. other
2: half should not like to gamble. I mean, the occasional 4D during Chinese New Year or, you know, when you burn that candle and you have that 4D, it's okay to buy it, but not. Gambling on soccer, you know, staying up late at night. I mean, if you stay up late at night to watch Mm. the game, yes. But if you stay up just because you know you're gambling, then that is something that is a big no-no. Because it shows to me that if you know that you have work the next day, but you're still staying up and not because you want to enjoy the game, but because you've bet a lot of money. And with gambling, a lot of it depends on luck as well. But I don't like to rely on it. So gambling is something that is a big no-no for me.
0: Okay, yeah. Hans. What is a big deal breaker for you?
1: Would be overspending and mm. uh, not being able to spend within your means. I, for me, when people are not able to kind of not not having a concept of of the value of money, and they're they're just just buying for example i know some people who are buying like branded bags all the time and i i I mean they only can bring one bag out at one time i don't understand why they need so many so i think it's important that when even if it's, it's not just even about being able to spend within your means because i i know some people who are buying branded bags all the time they are spending within their means but to me Being thrifty is a virtue that uh, I value. I think it's important that my partner should be able to control the kind of spending and to be thoughtful about their purchasing decisions.
0: Mm. Okay, so it may not always be scary. Not every relationship will have to grapple with big deal breakers or these major red flags. Uh, I just want to get your tips and some advice from you. I know you've been married 10 years, but if for newlyweds, your rent, utilities, household logistics... Can you offer some tips to our listeners on how to navigate that? you're just starting to live together with someone, you've been together not for very long, but you don't want to cause a strain in a relationship because you're calculating so much on on who pays what, and then you put the strain on the relationship. If you have some advice on how young couples can navigate that sort of thing? I think start
2: small, have a budget for it. Like even say for household spending like on groceries so a lot of times we eat at home also because we have kids you know so you want to give them a healthy meal on the long term it's just better so it makes better sense to save more when you actually cook for the whole family so have an idea how much you will need to spend on groceries every month and then put that aside and Every couple of months, you don't have to check it every month. It's, it's not realistic. But every couple of months, just have an idea, oh, you know, am I overspending? Am I spending less than that? And even things like, say for kids, I mean, when eventually you have kids, certain things like milk powder, diaper, you definitely have to put aside money for that. But enrichment classes, have a talk like whether your kids need it, mm-hmm. whether you are prepared to spend for it, how much you want to spend for it. Have an idea like, oh, every month, I'm prepared to spend this amount of money. And... Then that would help you along in Mm. planning how you spend your money, and of course, when it comes to knowing how much you spend, you have to have a talk with your partner. Like, who's going to pay for what? Mm. For us, he pays for the groceries. So if anything beyond, let's say, eight hundred or beyond five hundred, we already have an amount arranged. So anything beyond that, then I'm going to be one topping up because. I'm supposed to manage it And how I spend that money So if I overspend If I feel like Okay this month You know this fish is like whoa You know the kids love it I want to spend on it Then I make the decision I'm going to top out on it And after a couple of months If you realize that Hey this amount is not realistic We actually need to put aside more Then that's when you actually Speak to your your partner About you know We are going to I mean it's a small amount but having this habit of putting aside money a budget not overspending mm-hmm. and then if you do overspend you feel that it doesn't need to change you need to speak to your partner I think it applies to even like big spending
0: like travelling or anything else that you buy yeah. yeah so for things like kids family holidays emergency fund in case anybody gets sick would you suggest automating a portion of your salary to go into a common pool that can be used for these because kids are 50% yours and 50% yours too right <laughs> I think the common pool is my account
2: <laughs> so he transfers me a certain amount every month and then when it comes to travelling I think previously when I was spending I wasn't earning that much when I did my career job switch and all that he was actually paying for most of it you have to in Chinese to call 自动 you know, you have to be a bit more mindful and just do it a bit. If you hear your husband like saying that, oh, you know, this kind of like wiped out this amount, mm. you know, then make small
0: adjustments or contribute a little bit more, mm. help each other along. Singaporeans tend to be more shy, you know, to talk about these sort of things. How should a couple even bring up talking about finances? our start is that we don't really talk about it
2: directly Mm -hmm. right from the start but you can always observe you know when you tell your boyfriend that hey this happened to my friend they went out and the guy was like hey can you pay for this all the time and then or like the guy doesn't offer to pay then you kind of get an idea like is that the kind of life i want to have like 20 years down the road or is that something that you can accept if you can accept then sure you know it works I mean, it doesn't always have to be the guy paying for things, you know. If you have the means, you can pay for it. Or even like sharing a story. Oh, you know, this happened to my relative. They're in debt. And then you can just have a vibe like Mm. what his stand
0: is on that incident. Sort of like get his reaction. Yeah, And from there, it gives you an idea of how he feels or she feels about... These issues when it comes to finances And then you can tailor your approach You know, in bringing up these Rather prickly, thorny issues I think it also depends on where you
2: are In that relationship Like which stage are you like just dating You know, of course like it's just casual chatting But when you are hitting You know that that is potentially your future husband Then that's where you want to be able to Bring up this kind of like sensitive topics And be able to talk about it Comfortably with him one thing that I did ask him before is how his family works. Like, do they contribute to their household expenses? Do the siblings give to their parents? So this is something that is important to me because I find that if someone is always making a regular contribution, then that needs a bit of planning as well. Understanding that every household, every family, there are certain expenses. And if he or she already puts aside certain amount of money or gives the parents certain like money every month, whether or not they use it, whether they want to keep it for, you know, rainy days and whatever is a separate issue. But the fact that if the person has these plans, you know, then he is capable of making similar plans.
0: Okay. Thank you so <laughs> much, Hans and Shu. Thank you for coming down and sharing with us your personal financial choices. When you are aware of each other's financial situation, the good and the bad, the nice and the ugly, you're able to tell if you're financially compatible or not. While it's cliche, it's true. Be honest with your partner. Think of it as a way to reach your life goals together. This could be paying off your home loans and retiring comfortably. And it all has to start somewhere, right? If you've enjoyed this episode, subscribe to us on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Or better yet, leave us a review while you're there and tell us what other topics you'd like to hear. The team behind this podcast is Tiffany Ang, Joanne Chan, Jacqueline Chan, Jesslyn Tan, Saya Win and Crispina Robert with me, Liz.